you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast. That's a great point, Mark. (laughs) From the Chris Wesley Podcast Studio, it's Around the NFL. That's the voice of God, Jason Zimbal. He had a going away party for Jason, who's moving east. But remaining with our program through the miracle of technology. Did I say I'm Dan Hansis? I am Mark Sessler here. Also, I'm Lakeisha Westlin, and this is the beautiful, intelligent, funny, Ooh, keep one going, of, one keep of the going. badass who's working in sports today. <laughs> Colleen Wolf, ladies and gentlemen. Who is this? Thank you, everybody. everybody. <laughs> what is up? <laughs> Was that from the podcast I did with Lakeisha? We weren't able to post it because of... Your uh, guess is as good as mine, but it sounds like you're onto something because... Uh, what 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 unfolded? Yeah. We just had a really good time. Yeah, Randy... Oh, I see. Randy behind the glass. I um, could connect the dots on that. Uh, dug that out of the archives, and I was like, I've never heard that in my life. Great job. But I love it. Me too. Actually, I want to hear it again. <laughs> I'm Lakeisha Westland, and this is the... Aww. Beautiful, intelligent, funny. Ooh, keep one going. Of, one of the most badass women working in sports today. <laughs> Colleen Wolf, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, everybody. Oh my God, what it's unhinged. There's something to be said for an echo effect. Has yeah. it ever not stepped up in a big spot? I think in that big spot, it certainly added to the sound clip. I'll tell you that. It always enhances. It's my it. opinion. <laughs> It always adds to the sound clip. <laughs> Mark, there is some humanoid stuff creeping in the last couple I, of I don't know why. <laughs> I do it too, Mark. I left okay. the last episode. I was wandering I, around my place being like, what did I just, what did I, th- what do I think I accomplished over the last hour and a half? Yes, fellow human, Dan. I also found that bit humorous. <laughs> That's not who I wish to be. So no, and no, you I, typically I, are. That's no, why. I, I don't know. I think it's. I'm wondering if you're. An alien has taken over. Right. In your, in I'd say right something now. deep. Where's Mark? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Something is occurring. Wow. You were out last week for that second show. Yeah. It's not because of anything. That... And then these last two shows, well, there's been a couple like alieny type things. Yeah. I'm just a little red string in this thing a little bit. I think it's fair to dig into. I can't. I have no, you know, deeper answers. There was to just that the story about the alien that landed in, in the backyard. backyard, and it, big glassy eyes were staring back at him, and he was like calling nine one one and being put like, it on the board. I, I was, I'm terrified right now. We're red stringing this thing. Yep. Figure of suspicion, and you better not. If I'm you are suspicious an alien, of myself though, because I don't. Right. I can't connect the you, dots. Mark, better be safe. If indeed, <laughs> all right. It's it's June. It's a June podcast. Madness. And all this is madness. I, I walked in and the uh, NFL Network is currently playing uh, the Dan Marino fake spike game, week 13, 1994, a game that I attended um, with my father, my uncle, uh, my cousin. And uh, that's when I lost my innocence as a football fan. Uh, the Jets had a 17 nothing lead and Marino throws four touchdown passes in the second half, including the fake spike. What, we've talked about this we before. We have, because there is yeah. an incredible little nugget to it, was that 
um, you know, a year before Bill Belichick, the Browns coach, um, mercilessly cut Bernie Kosar and city at the city of Cleveland wanted to find Belichick and set his hair right. on fire. He winds up with the Cowboys and winds up with the Dolphins as a backup. And it was Bernie Kosar, um, who was always described as cerebral and heady, which meant he wasn't very athletic. But um, he came up and basically advised Marino and the Dolphins to run that fake spike. So of all the people to take your sure. innocence, you were victimized. That's a tough That's game okay. to have been to. Uh, Bernie's, Bernie's cool with me, so I'm not going to be down on Bernie. Yeah, well, he was. Yeah. He was. He he would have done the same for the Jets. Where had he been right. on the Jets? So the final. Go ahead. How do you feel about it now, Dan? It, well, <laughs> once you once your innocence is lost <laughs> as a sports fan, you're never the same again. Mm-hmm. So I still think about it. I can still, from the loge where we were sitting, I could see the last boomer of Siasen desperation pass heaved through the back of the end zone and actually through the uprights as time ran out. I could picture fans walking through the parking lot at Old Giant Stadium tearing up their Johnny Mitchell free poster we got before the game. Johnny Mitchell didn't do anything wrong. In fact, Johnny Mitchell, I think, had a touchdown in the game, just ripping it up in anger because we had once again been tricked by the Jets. Um, I think the fan base uh, collectively mm. lost its, its innocence perhaps on that. Uh, long before that. Okay. Yeah. But I'm so sorry for your loss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Connie, how are you? How's the summer of Connie going? Great. It, it is. It's going fantastic. I've been outside a lot. I have a tan for the first time. In a There's few a lot years. going on with Connie. She's got like a, a platinum blonde look. We yeah. Talk yep. about a distinctive change. It's a pleasant one. The uh, Game of Thrones lady. Thank you. Uh, Daenerys <laughs> Targaryen. Emily Clark. Amelia Clark. Right. Sure. Amelia Clark. Also new glasses. We clocked mm-hmm. that as well. A little yep. bit of a Lisa Loeb vibe. Yeah, it's Those, got a, a little bit of a cat eye going the on. The real ones know mm-hmm. uh, the Lisa Loeb uh, reference in a big spot. So it's hap- we're happy to have you, as always, Connie. It's great to be back and be in the same room with you guys. I don't know if we've ever had Connie on the show in studio in June before. So I feel... I'm sure you have. Feels like a blessing. It just feels that. But we'll make it feel new. I think we'll need to fact check that concept you came up with. I think <laughs> yeah. she's done a June show. In the- has she? Okay. I believe so. Probably. Uh, Greg is not here today, as you've probably noticed. Uh, he will be back. He. Uh, what if Greg just had not spoken this entire episode yet? That would have been atypical. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone was able to deduce what it, that he wasn't here uh, based on the past. We will have um, a nice seg coming up today. Even the name, I think, is kind of like interesting. I'm excited about this. Who am I? I love it. Some mysteries involved. Mm-hmm. Who am I? I'll just leave it there for now. But first, some news. Dude, so I was passed out and I woke up <laughs> to nothing but text messages, phone calls. I had no idea what was going on. And I got dressed, I came out, I looked down, and I smell like a smoky smell. And I'm like, damn, dude, so it's crazy. Uh, Colleen, yeah. what are you people? Um... We are proud Philadelphians, and we have a very specific way that we talk, and when I hear it, it makes me homesick. All right, so let's hear a little more of our friend, who kind of looks exactly like my brother if he lived in North Philadelphia. Oh, I can see that. You came out and saw it. Did you know what was happening yet, or did it just look like a fire? Well, no, so I got all those text messages, screenshots, and I'm like, everybody's like, yo, where's this at? Like, nobody had, like, a direct, like, location, so I was like... Look out my window, I see a bunch of cops. I'm like, bro, that's right by my apartment. So, so when did you figure out and realize that the freeway collapsed? <laughs> oh, dude, I was passed mess. out when that happened. 
just passed out when that happened. Bra, it's right outside my window. Yo, love where's that guy. That? Um, my both of my parents are from the Northeast, Northeast Philadelphia. So oh. that is actually how um, my family uh, that it, that reminds me of home. Windows, tomatoes. I love it. How did I not know about that news story? Also, a highway you didn't collapse. Know? No, I didn't know about it. I mean, I'm tracking no zero news when I'm not here. So. Oh my god. Well, wherever the real mark is, yeah, he probably is. He aware probably of it. this. Yeah, this species, fair. whatever we're talking that's to right fair. now. <laughs> Still learning right. about news and how it works. <laughs> exactly. This current version. The humans track the news from around the region and beyond. Make mental note for future conversations. All right. <laughs> here is the latest uh, drama out of Buffalo. And it is drama. It's just like, what is it's, this? It's absolutely What drama. is this? Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, light June drama. Light June drama with a little twist mm-hmm. because of the, you know, there's so much so much on pressure on Buffalo to get over the hump. You. You want everyone going into the season feeling great, and yet the Stefan Diggs, um, he did not show up for a mandatory minicamp. We talked about it on our Tuesday show that Sean McDermott then came out and said that he was very concerned about it. And then we learned after, Mark, we did some discussion about what could this be? Is this about money? Is it, is it something else going on behind the scenes? Um, here is Josh Allen as all this was cresting, I think, uh, on Tuesday. You know, Steph... He's my guy. I, I excuse me, I love him. He's he's a brother of mine. Um, you know, this does not work. What we're doing here without him. Um, you know, we, we we wish he was in here today and um, was out there on the field with us. And that's that's not the case. But I've got his back no matter what. Um, and again, I, I I've got no doubts that that we will figure out what's going on. And um, I freaking love him. I, I can't stress that enough. You know, there's uh, things that I, I could I could do better and, um, you know, to help out with this process and uh, try to get him back here and, and, you know, be the Buffalo abilities that he's meant to be. Um, later, Sean McDermott said that uh, Diggs and the team are in a real good spot. He did apparently show up at the facility and practice uh, a day later. So, Mark, what are your thoughts on what's going on here? I think I would... If anyone cares about this particular June drama, I, I listened to that quote, audio alone, driving in. And then if you go watch him in the eyes of Josh Allen, there is a disquiet. There's something else happening here. And I think that there are just seeds of discontent. Stefan Diggs is like top three most competitive wide receiver in the league. And like, he's in a great position. This trade worked for the Vikings. It worked for the Bills. It's worked really well for Stefan Diggs. But during Super Bowl week, he had some comments. I turned to go find like what has he said and what has he talked about? Beyond some of the tweets, that I think there was a build up building frustration about the Bills offense on some level. And I think we kind of forget that they went through some real peaks and valleys. Not only the team emotionally for what obviously what happened with Demar Hamlin, but the offense itself and some of Josh Allen's play. I thought regressed a little bit, especially like in the red zone and in the fourth quarter. And I think Diggs just wants to be that guy. And I wonder if there's some disquiet around Ken Dorsey taking over for Brian Dayball and how that all went down. I, I think it needed to be worked out. It needed to be talked about. The last time we saw Diggs on the field, he was a, a, a angry at Josh Allen. And right there in the eyes of Josh Allen, I thought that we saw a quarterback take some responsibility for all this because he's a great leader. And there is a bit of frustration. I don't think it's a money thing. Yeah. Josh Allen, it was interesting when he said there's things I could do better to get him in a better spot, meaning Stefan Diggs, which we saw Stefan Diggs kind of reach the frustration cre- uh, crescendo 
against the Bengals. And you saw that frustration over and over again. But I found McDermott saying the other day that he was very concerned after Diggs, you know, left before the team practice and then came around and said, there are a lot of things out there that aren't accurate. He was here on Monday for his physical, reported for all meetings, had a good conversation, got to a point yesterday where we felt we all needed a break, gave him permission, and he was excused. So he went from being very concerned to, oh, it was an excused thing, no mm-hmm. big deal. So that's really telling. It really does feel like it's all coming from uh, Ken Dorsey and the offense and that's the team. That's what I kind of think. Yeah, um, and I think there's – if we look at some broad, broader, like what the bills are, where they're at, I think last, even before the DeMar Hamlin situation unfolded at the end of the regular season, that was a tough season. You had, they were this team that was on this kind of meteoric rise together uh, in the 2021 season ends after a great season from Josh Allen and the offense was unstoppable times. And, and really they felt like they could win a Super Bowl. They get picked off in uh, the divisional round by the chiefs and that, unforgettable ending to that game. And then 2022 just felt like a slog for that team. Like Brian Dable leaves. They're expected now to win 13 games and they have the regular season that they need to win the division, but nothing was as easy as it was the the year before they struggle through the first round of the playoffs. Uh, They struggle in the playoff loss to the Bengals. And now here they are again. And maybe it's Diggs looking up at a steep hill again. And as a as a passionate guy, there's some frustration knowing how difficult the season was last year. I mean, it's it's interesting. I think it, it is a June story. And this, this type of thing that we probably won't even think about in September, unless it's deeper than we realize. I don't know. I think it is. I just think it's a personality thing. Because I think Diggs is engaging. He's, um, he's all in. I don't ever lack trust about how much he wants to win and the kind of player he is. But I think there's a flip side to that where you get this, where he was discontent in Minnesota after a while with that offense and how he was being used. I think it's just creeping up a little bit. You're so right about last season because Josh Allen battled through an injury that affected his accuracy, his confidence, I think, to some degree. And that offense just came and went. And I think if you're Stefan Diggs, you're looking at the Bengals, you're looking at the Chiefs and saying, we cannot lose a step to them and we cannot be... Maybe we need to think about how we run this offense. I just think it ties back to who they are, their identity on that side of the ball. Yeah, and Stefan Diggs, we saw videos of him dancing at practice when he was finally there, when the guys were stretching, so it seems like he's in better spirits. But the thing that sticks with me is <laughs> a TNF years ago when Stefan was still on the Vikings, and they won, and Kirk Cousins and Stefan Diggs both came to the desk after the game. And this was towards the end of the season. And you would think, like, they just won. This is going to be a happy crew. And the tension between Stefan and Kirk Cousins, I can still feel it. Like I can, And I could see how he is such an emotional human, an emotional player. And so, obviously, things did not sit well with him. I don't think it's money. Obviously, you guys talked about that on the last show because he just got some last offseason. So, you look at what he's dealing with here. Von Miller talked about it saying that he's supportive and he wants to be here and he wants to win a Super Bowl so I think it's just all that right maybe I'll just say it maybe he's a bit of a pain in the ass maybe I think part of his personality creates that sometimes he did get he ran himself out of Minnesota I'm glad you brought that up Connie that was a previous stop where he was a star receiver there and made it very clear he was unhappy which Minnesota didn't trade him because they wanted to that he kind of asked his way out of town there, and then they used that first-round pick they got in return to get Justin Jefferson, and everybody won. Uh, but now 
Stefan Diggs is unhappy again. So we shall see what happens. All right, let's move to, um, you know, this doesn't do it. That kind of does it for me. That's that's some drama up there in Orchard mm-hmm. Park. Now let's talk some contract stuff. We'll start with Justin Herbert on a uh, possible, the idea of a possible hold-in uh, if he doesn't get his new contract done. Um, it's something that I really haven't thought a whole lot about. Um, you know, I think the most... Most of the offseason so far has been worried about, you know, getting my shoulder right, making sure that I'm the best quarterback that I can be for this team. Um, it's something that you can address. Um, you know, I'm not quite sure. I don't have any more updates for you at this time. But, uh, you know, like I've said earlier, I think uh, I think the world of the Chargers organization, um, you know, I've got organizing. Is he from office. Canada? Um, so What's that about? That's something that I don't know. At the time, but, uh, Is this another? Is he visited by the same uh, group that I was, apparently? <laughs> getting my shoulder right. Is the shoulder thing? Yeah, he had uh, surgery. Huh. Offseason. Yep. Okay, um, so we'll see. It doesn't sound like any. There's much fire there. Well, I think the hold in also. I, he also had you know these quotes about that. I, I you want to be there if you're the quarterback. You you got Kellen Moore running and, and installing a new offense. It's it matters. Um, but the hold in you can just cite any sort of malady injury wise, and you sit there and do meetings and don't do practice. He's coming off surgery. He could, he could do yes. this if he wants to. He's I mean. also not like a sassy drama queen. No, no. he doesn't so seem so laid back and he that. will remove himself from any drama. And he supports the Chargers organization. Organization. Yeah. But we also know the history of that organization. Don't make this weird. Hey, Chargers, don't make it weird. Please. Uh, meanwhile, the Kansas City Chiefs have a star defender in Chris Jones. He's coming off a, I believe, a 15 and a half sack season there. He was absent from KC minicamp as they work toward a new contract. You know what? I think we got to – I got to pull out Tommy Lee Jones here. Mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. It's going to be fun. You know, so – because is. Greg, Greg normally will send out early in the morning, like, the news rundown. Yeah. Uh, or ideas, and we can add to it as it's a it's a working file. But um, so he's not here, so I thought I'd do that to try to – Did a great job. Well, yeah. I, but, part, I even, but I will say when I came up with this rundown – I thought to myself, well, the Justin Herbert thing feels like a just wait a month situation. The Chris Jones is sort of like yawn. They've already said we're going to get this done at some point. Um, but otherwise, we had one news item. So it's like you got to it's June. Yeah, that's how it works. No, but that was good. It was good that we hit it. We let people know sure. that it's something that's happening. Right. But we are making it publicly known also. Don't uh, care. Yeah, don't. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. In other June news. So the Bears are on the come up. At least that's what we're being told at this point with a roster that's improving and a young quarterback that many people believe has a chance to really uh, leap in Justin Fields. And perhaps now with Aaron Rodgers out of the NFC North, it is time for the Packers bears rivalry to actually become a rivalry again, Connie. I'm ready. Yeah, cool. Uh, And then there's a man named Justin Jones, defensive lineman for Chicago, um, who had this to say about Packers fans who does not really care for it. (laughs) Uh, <clears throat> we went up there and uh, we played a we played a pretty good game, you know, but uh, they got away from us at the end, obviously, and uh, they won. But their fans are really <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to go back up there and I wanted to play them and I wanted to beat them and I wanted him to be there so you can see it. Man, like, <laughs> I mean, man, like just Rogers. just the way that they're just freaking obnoxious, just yelling and all that other stuff about things that don't even matter. Like we're not even running, we're not even running to play. And you guys are talking about boo. Oh yeah, go green. Like what, what are we even talking? The game hasn't even started yet. Like what are we even talking about here? Like you know y'all. <laughs> He's so <laughs> annoying. It's getting so bad. Half of them don't even know football. It's it's, it's, it's so weird to me. Ouch. But I'm just ready to go back out there and play. And I, I, I want to go out there and I want to beat the hell out of them. You know, on their field. And I want to hear I want to hear the boos then. You know, that, on, that's what Jay. I look forward to. 
Yes. No, no, no. I love this. <laughs> I love great. this so much because you can hear in his voice how annoyed he is. Imagine actually what you're getting on the unfiltered side. Like we just got him oh, in front yeah. of a right. mic, in front yeah. of the media, and he's probably tempering it a little bit. I would love to little, hear maybe. an unfiltered version of that. I love, I love the concept that Green Bay's fan base compared to literally other fan base has a pocket of fans that don't have any idea of what's going on. That's how he described the entire... That was I, interesting. I've never thought of the Packers fan base as like distinctly lacking knowledge. Yeah, and I'm wondering what someone in the, the stands could be shouting at right. him. That yeah. His takeaway is like, oh, these people don't know their football. That's interesting. <laughs> well, it's a weird stance to have. It's a weird... I love it, though. I mean, it's, it's totally <laughs> you know incredible what? to listen to. I believe him. <laughs> you know, they're playing week one at Soldier Field. There you oh. Go. So... I think you're going to hear more from Justin Jones, hopefully, after the game. I want to see when they're in Green Bay. And it should also be known that that Aaron Rodgers he was referring to went 24-5 and in his career against Chicago in the regular season with 64 touchdowns, 10 picks, and a 109 passer rate. I mean, it's like Brady against the Jets. It's like Big Ben against the Browns. It's like fill-in-the-blank against terrible trash bag operation. <laughs> the Bears haven't beaten the Packers since 2018, and they haven't won in Green Bay since 2008. 15. How about that? Mm. All right. In other news. What else is happening? Let's head to the Kicker Club. Hot Rod's back, baby! The Tampa Bay Buccaneers signed Rodrigo Blankenship, formerly of the Cardinals, to a deal, also formerly of the Colts. He's Converted 83.3% of his field goals since entering the league in 2020. Blew out a muscle in his leg last year early in the season, leading to his release and free agency. And now he's back, Mark. Always uh, got the big goggles. Remember he has the weird he had the weird blog when he was in college where he just like was trashing his own team and stuff. He had the wheelies that he came in on during Colts camp. Wheelies, that's right. <laughs> he's, uh, awesome. I love having him back yeah. in the league. He also has um like a, a vibrant uh, Lego collection That's Instagram right. account where he does these like complex, massive sets and he's what? all into it. So I think it was like when he went, when he left football, I think he was completely filled with all these other hobbies. I'm almost surprised that he ever returned. Yeah. It's kind of good for the kicker club to have a couple of like rogue weirdos in there. Yeah. Just to keep things, everybody on their toes a little bit. Uh -huh. yeah. He's just like on the wheelies, like hopping over like the. <laughs> An eccentric character. Yeah. An eccentric. <laughs> it's good to have eccentrics. Eccentrics. Nailed it. Uh, and that's what's happening in the news. Let's take a break, and then um, who am I? Ooh. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time once again for America's favorite guessing game, Who Am I? Ah, oh, thank you very much, Galen Wolf. It is, Who Am I? A game that dares our contestants to use their brain to 
figure out who is speaking. Well, Mark's an alien, so he gets like this is well. I was concerned I was going to have to do the, the game show voice for a second after, but you seem to have gone back. I figured own. an alien wouldn't know what a game show was. That's so true. I didn't want to do any more reveals in that department, so Connie got got the call there. Yeah. But if I knew a hundred percent that you were real, Mark, I wouldn't have hesitated, bud. Well, I think you're tr- you're trying to work with the situation. Right. I, I think you're downplaying that. aliens. I mean, do you believe? Of course. Yeah. My dad saw one. He That's was right. Force. First time I ever Come met on. your dad, we talked about That's that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. A staunch believer. He wasn't like, I think, he's like, no, I he's know like, what I, I saw. I saw. Mm-hmm. Because from a military like perspective. The government, and this thing carried into the 90s um, and even into this century, they tried to downplay anyone that was a believer or saw something as a wackadoo. Yeah. Crazy person, yeah. And your father is no wackadoo. Not a crazy person. He's not a, a, not in that right, at least. Hardcore uh, professional and military man and worked for years in uh, the uh, aerospace technology field. Yeah, he uh, knew how to take apart nuclear bombs and put them back together. Worked in a missile silo, worked at an oil refinery. Sound like someone like control. floating off the rocker? Like he had a not very straight account of what, huh? he, what he witnessed and he would not back down from it. Our huge audience for this um, game show is probably very... Very confused about this digression, but <laughs> so let's let's get two things. Okay. Let's keep this organization together and um, go through it. We'll we'll do um, two each. Okay. And um, I can get things going here. I would love that. Yeah. Uh, let's just lay down some ground rules before we do this. Um, the job here is for the per- two people that aren't going to be able to guess who it is, and it is the job of the person. To not, not make it so obvious, you know, mm-hmm. like hopefully there should be a challenge here, both for the people here in the studio, the Chris Wessling podcast studio and those listening at home. So you don't start saying like, I'm the head coach of the New England Patriots. Right. Are you nervous about the execution of this segment? I am always nervous about the execution. <laughs> by, uh, by the two of us, especially. I would imagine. No, I feel good about you. All right, here we go. Let's get it going. First up. And who am I? Hey, crazy times, crazy times. Are you this person now? Is this the first? Okay. Oh, yeah. New chapter. Okay. I am love it. New chapter. Okay. So much stuff to do here. So many activities. It's awesome. It wasn't like this where I used to live. There was nothing to do there. I was so bored. So bored. When we have a guess, what what when do we stop you? Should we let this play out? I would say let me speak okay. and and share my thoughts. Okay. Um, and then share afterwards. Okay. But do you have a suspicion? I do. I, do, I also mm-hmm. do. <laughs> so good job. <laughs> ah, so bored. I didn't even open up the blinds on some days. Just laid there in the dark. Nothing to do. Okay, depression? At all. God. Looking back, I used to get a bunch of flack for doing weird stuff. But honestly, that was just to fill fill the hours. There wasn't anything to do. Just trying to kill time. But not anymore. Now I've moved, and I'm in this exciting new place. And there's, like, so much stuff to do. And I'm thinking to myself, I didn't even have to do all that other dumb stuff. So exciting here. I'm super busy. Everyone's really nice to me. And um, I'm definitely trying harder 
with my job. Like, I care now. So I think I'm going to be better. I think my team's going to be really good because I just kind of care more. And I'm really good when I care. I'll probably get bored again next year. But right now, everything is fun. Really cool. Really cool. Should we guess? Who am I? Mine, what I thought it was, I'm not certain at all at this point. So Really? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. That is correct. Is that who you thought? No. Who did you think? Well, no. So early on when you talked about yes. I'd, I'd, it, I was in charge of something, but it wasn't really me, according to a lot of people doing. I thought you might be going Eric Bieniemy, who now has like a full-fledged, like, no, that was like two clues in. Then it went, then I had no idea. That would be really interesting to go with Eric Bieniemy to lead off this segment. I kind of love it. I love <laughs> that. No, it's Aaron Rodgers, okay. um, who uh, is in New York and is living up the life. Just got back from the Tonys. Uh, he's going, going to games. Going to games, going to concerts, going to... Summer of Aaron. Summer of Aaron. It is really. Yeah, it is really. Uh-huh. I mean, now you, you painted a full picture. He's he's pattered himself after you, Colleen. Yeah. In I've a lot of flattered. ways. Uh, have you met Aaron on the Thursday night football stage? I've I've interviewed him a, a few times. Yeah. If he saw you, would he go, "Oh, hi, Colleen"? I don't think so, but who knows? Well, you never know. Maybe <laughs> he would. Um. All right. So that's just the to get us going. Okay. All right, Colleen. Great. Okay. So, um, mine is not so much a cohesive story as it is a few clues. So I'll, I'll... Mine is similar to Colleen. So right. we, okay. we've got a little bit of everything. Yeah. Got okay, it. great. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I'm ready for the 2023 season, and I'm just waiting for the right opportunity. Mm. Um, if you're wondering, guys, I love a camouflage moment. And when I'm not on the field, I'm in the field. I can give you great recommendations for a moving company because you know what? I've done a lot of it. How you feeling so all Not good. over the place. Either. You know, one thing I absolutely hate, though, second stringers. You can't trust them. They're out to get you every single time. However, I am open to being one, unfortunately. I, I believe I, th- okay. I think I might have a okay. clue here. Okay. Um, last three seasons, you know what? Not ideal. Um, I noticed. To be honest, the last time I felt joy was 2017. Uh, it's it's um, very clear to me who it is. Okay. I want a Super Bowl, but not really. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't like gotcha. backups. Gotcha. Now. My last relationship ended three months ago, and the silence since then is deafening. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Did you say, I want a Super Bowl, but not really? That is really. That's a low blow. Right at the knees. <laughs> who am I? Right at you the right are, knee. You are Carson Wentz. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That's right. Wow. Uh-huh. He's in Tampa Bay right now working with John Gruden. And uh, That's right. since three months have gone by since he was cut, he has not heard anything from any team, and he's just still waiting. Yeah, there's there are teams that make sense. Gruden's former team, the Raiders, makes sense. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's health is once again uncertain. Brian Hoyer is his backup, who's really closer to a coach than a player at this point. Over in Arizona, your boy, um, Mark Colt McCoy, right now is in line to be this. Like, there are teams. You know, they're, they're, they don't want to win I think games this season. What's yeah. working against Carson Wentz a little bit is there is that, that creeping sense with Arizona, for example, that they they don't want to win. So, like, they'll just roll with guys that they see as lesser than Carson Wentz. And then after that, like, Tampa maybe would have been a spot, but they went with Baker. Like, so, mm-hmm. like, how many other 
positions does he even have a path? To, uh, the Raiders just make a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, just like I, I you know, the way the world works, there's going to be three problematic quarterback injuries once people start practicing, and then Carson Wentz makes a lot of sense because there aren't a lot of other options. True, true, And true. a good backup option. I mean, when you look at the other I options think so too. that are like, out there. Yeah. Didn't the Eagles, that Super Bowl year, Connie, start like 10-2 and two and Carson Wentz was a Super Bowl favorite? He was an MVP, MVP candidate. Uh, MVP favorite. And then he got hurt playing the Rams right here next door at SoFi. But my point being, and then you said he didn't even really win a Super Bowl. Well, you had like, a major role in that team. He did until he got hurt. And then yeah, it's Nick like, Foles rose like a phoenix from the ashes. And won them the Super Bowl. Like Carson Wentz the next year is the starter again, walking into the stadium past a statue of Nick Foles. Yeah, I don't think that's that one. My point being, I don't think Nick's in that position if Wentz doesn't go. Oh, absolutely not. Wins. No. Poor Carson. No way. No. <laughs> All right, Mark, you're up. All right, now I'm, I maybe even approach this a little bit differently than uh, <laughs> okay. So we'll gotcha. just see. Gotcha. But these are just factoids. You can start to build a picture, okay? Factoids. Um, right. <laughs> I think Dan is just hiding in plain sight. He's the actual alien. I think you, that's <laughs> that's apt. Uh, so let's just start with my playing career. I played linebacker at UC Davis. That's where I um, where I got going. But there was a conflict because um, I really wanted to become a doctor. Mm. Um, I was a neurobiology major, and what that um, we did some wild stuff. Okay. Uh, during one insanely long lab sessions, there would be these like 10-hour-long lab sessions, uh, we once had to wrangle a genetically mutated rat the size of a house cat. This is absolutely true. Um, my father simultaneously has always been, my family, just deeply involved in sports. Um, so I guess that's just been inside of me the whole time. And so during these long lab sessions, um, it was so serious that I just like, I don't know if I can do this with my career. Um, I learned to love to work with athlete with athletes, with, um, with especially guys on offense. Um, I've had one of the game's true stars say of me in quotes, no one brings me more joy than me. What I did for this person. That's pretty nice. Yeah. No. And yeah. it oh. came from a legit Feels good. person. Yeah. It felt really yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. To said that means a lot to me. Um, I like to make the room smile. It has not always been a big bowl of cherries. Um, my Q rating uh, is in a bit of a troubled spot at the moment, um, but I think I'm back in a good place where I can do what I do well. Um, someone in the room, uh, in this room, you guys, has seen me in person um, in a, at a non-league event. So it's not like at the combine, but one of, one of you saw me um, and texted your friends that you saw me, but you didn't come up and talk to me. I don't know why. Uh, and I think if John Elway gets all that credit for recruiting Peyton Manning yeah. way back when, uh, then I think I quietly, or not even quietly, like overtly, deserve a ton of credit for what I just pulled off um, this offseason. And literally, it was I am a huge part of why my team looks the way it does today. Um, and just fingers crossed that this player that I got um, doesn't fall off a cliff and cost me a job all over again like the guy I had last year. Got it. Oh. I was struggling there for a little bit, and then it all came together. You want to you go? Yeah, that's, that's Nathaniel Hackett. Absolutely. Ooh. I, that rat thing is a true story? Yes. In fact, um, I pulled that from an incredible piece. When he was hired by the Broncos, the first person I talked to, 
um, in depth was Connor Orr, mm-hmm. who was a Nathaniel Hackett before the thing went, went totally wrong, was a, a figure of fascination last yeah. offseason. It was enjoyable, engaging, and we all knew that if I'd said, oh, I'm a hip-hop instructor, we would have gone there right away. But he was deep in medical lore in school, and like he, Connor like wrote this whole story Paul about... Paul Hackett was yeah. his father, yep. uh, offensive architect yep. in the previous... Yeah. Generation. I just didn't want... If I went Broncos early... Um, me being Nathaniel saying that, sure. I would have given away too much. So he almost became a doctor, and then it was just too serious? I think he's just a very, that... sort of a renaissance man who made a life choice. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I saw him at the Las Vegas airport uh, That's what a couple I'm months ago. To. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think he's a hashtag girl dad. He is. He's got I multiple love daughters. And uh, uh, Taylor Swift was in town, and half the city was at the concerts there when I was there that weekend. Um, so... Obviously a good guy. You and you were you went to the concert, obviously. I would have loved to go to the concert, but <laughs> I did not. Uh, but it seemed like everyone else in Las Vegas that weekend did. Um, I didn't go up to him though. I really wanted to, but I was like, no, nah, just leave the guy alone. Yeah, let him live. Hashtag girl dad. Let him do that. I think that's that shows that you're not that you know you know how to handle you know celebrity in general, your Thank own you. and others. Thank you very yeah. much. Also, that was prior to Rogers officially landing. So I'm sure he just didn't, he wouldn't want anybody to be like, so is it going to happen? <laughs> hey, man, is it going to happen? Would you have gone up to him after Rogers landed? No, hashtag girl dad respect. Okay. I was going to give him his What family. if he had boys? Does that change I'm going the right up to him. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's an interesting boundary line you've created, but I, I respect it. I'm what? demanding conversation with him if he has like a 12-year-old son and a 6-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Um, all right, good stuff. Okay, so so far we've guessed all three, correct? Uh huh. Yeah. Um, that you was guys good. Did, I didn't have that. One. I thought I you know that one. I thought you guys. Did I didn't have the first one. So better job than me uh, because for me both of those only crystallized right at the end. I think so that's kind of like nice, you called like, it uh, in text yeah. and like sort yeah. of peeling an onion. So all right, I got a tougher one for my second. Okay. okay. Here we go. I love this game. Thank you. Here we go. So does America. Yeah. I can't believe I did this. How am I going to get out of this? I feel like the kid who transferred from a great university to a less prestigious institution, organization, because I wanted to be closer to my girlfriend, but then she flunked out and transferred out of state. So now I'm here without the person I came here to be with, and I've been set up on a blind date with a new girl who's really pretty, like a legit smoke show. On a pure, like, physical, carnal level, this girl is objectively hotter than my ex. I know who this is. But I don't know if there will be any chemistry. I had chemistry with my ex. I miss her. I really, really miss her. Um, And I actually have a lot of, I have some doubts, sincere doubts about this new hottie. So now school is getting ready to start again, and I'm heading back to a campus that I don't feel good about. I have a full-ride scholarship, you know, so that financially things are good, and I'm expected to be a great student like I was last year, but all I can think about is getting out and starting over again. It's like how Mark Sessler went through his college experience. You just, you know, how many times are you going to start over? I've made a huge mistake, and I need some advice. This is good. Now I don't know who this I is. I thought I knew, and then I was like, no, it's not. Organization was a red herring, by the way. Don't. Okay. So it's not. Can I file a guess, although I'm, I don't feel good about it? 
I want you both to guess, and then I'll say if either of you are right. I well, so for a big chunk of that, I thought the chemistry with X, um, kind of all right with new smoking hot show person, but like it's the chemistry may not be there. It's that's more you know visceral visual. Like um, I thought it was Josh McDaniels dealing with the fact that he thought he was going to get Tom Brady, um, but then he gets stuck with Jimmy G after not drafting anyone. But then you talked about him being a good student last year. And I thought that Josh McDaniels sort of failed the test, so I'm a little lost. Colin. Yeah, at, at first I was thinking. Devonte Adams, but that is correct. Mm, it that's is? great. Oh my God! All right, Devonte Adams yes. is the correct answer. Right church, wrong pew. Well, it's Mr. interesting that it's the. You know what the problem is? Like, there's people listening that knew it was Devonte Adams. Then I spent a minute explaining the wrong answer. Like that's just <laughs> that's like when you lose on a real game show. Turn the channel. <laughs> yeah, Devonte. Yeah, huh. he's just like that transfer student, and you never leave. You know get closer to your girlfriend in college you know that could just no it goes it absolutely that melts out. away and all yeah. of a sudden it's like now now what am i doing that's kind of where he is and i think adams in like puts on serious football guy hat now i i wonder like if he's had a lot of talks with his agent like this offseason and he knows part of the reason he left not the whole reason um green bay was like to get paid like a super duper star right and respect, be respect. respected. He wanted to show he could do it without Aaron Rodgers, and uh, but getting that huge contract uh, makes it prohibitive for his, the Raiders to move on. Is what we're hearing anyway. These things always tend to work themselves out, but right now it's like they even, don't always. Even if the Raiders wanted to reallocate the, this the resource and go in a different direction, right now they really can't. And Adams is kind of locked in there for another year of his prime, which is now he's getting in later into his prime. So I wonder, like, just where his headspace is as he gets ready for a new school year. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. Yeah, and that regime can't just say this was the move of the last regime. They went and got him, and it's their job to make it work out. And you're in a chaotic situation, especially if Jimmy G is not – if he's just Jimmy G, you're going to have problems. To some degree, if he's not healthy, Jimmy G is the smoke show, by the way. Yeah, Derek Carr is the girl who flunked out. That's what threw me because I was thinking we're talking. Jimmy G is the smoke show individual, but I've already described why I had this wrong, so we don't need to do it again. (laughs) I'm a little worried about the summer of Devante. Like, definitely different from last. Very different. Wow. I mean, the whole hook around Devonte Adams last summer was that like no one is having a better summer. Best friends back together. Yeah, bummer. All right. Okay. So, um, that one was good. But we are now we're four for four, by the way, which is both Ooh. good and bad. But the, it, it's actually good that we have some wrong answers in the mix, too. Colleen, you're up. Okay. Here we go. So I've never met a camera that doesn't love me. I grew up, guys, um, kind of being a little bit of a ham. I also played hockey at home in Wisconsin, spent some time delivering pizzas. I feel like it makes me more of a man of the people. Sure. Um, If you're wondering, my hobbies include winning awards and working out. Those things I live for, I breathe for. Uh, I have a big season of just like chilling coming my way. Unless I decide not to do that. Hmm. My last team, well, it's an abject disaster. And the team before that has been a wasteland for years. Um, I'm joining Bob and Andre in a very exclusive club. Bob? And Andre. Andre. Uh, my mom, Connie, this is true, ah. 
probably uh, doesn't have her own summer of Connie, but she must be proud of all of her athletic kids. Sure. All oh, of her I, very athletic yeah, kids. This is... My first name is Justin. Yep. Yep. Well, you... I, I had it at Wisconsin hockey player. I had Damn. it at um, yeah. I should have put that lower. <laughs> I interviewed him once during Super Bowl week when he was had just played his first season and I knew about the pizza delivery thing and so we talked about that at length. All right. If it's the, like you guys follow the league or something. If the audience is unaware, it is Justin James Watt. Yeah. That's right. Is there hey, talk about Watt potentially coming out of retirement? Is there Well, oh. so I thought that the fact that he doesn't want to sign the one day contract with the Texans to enter their ring of honor, which is just two mm. people, Bob McNair and Andre Johnson. Ah, that was a good one. Ex- yep. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't throw me up, but it also was like, I wonder what the hell she's talking about. Exactly. Yeah, nice. Um, but you can't really have a ring when you only have two people. So now he's going to enter this like triangle, I guess, of honor. Triangle but of honor. he does not want to sign the one day contract. And it's interesting that he doesn't want to sign it because I guess signing it makes it a little more complicated if he does want to come out of it. Isn't that just a piece of paper? paper. That's Isn't exactly it filing of the actual paperwork with the league? Isn't that where it becomes He hasn't different? filed any of his retirement mm. paperwork well, yet. Yeah. Or should he? Yeah. Why would anybody like... I'd wait a while. Yeah. Yeah. See where see where Take at. your time. Yeah. You played football since you were ten years old and you've decided to shut it down. You don't know. Or what if the Chiefs come calling or something? It's like you you're not gonna go play for an absolute inept franchise, but maybe a Super Bowl contender. I, I'm starting to feel a little without any anything to back this up, I'm starting to feel a sandwich prop. Oh. JJ Watt signs with a contender and it's the like ball. it's the new Rob. I kind of love that. Yeah, no, he does. He doesn't have to go through summer. Yeah, OTAs, training camp, even the beginning of the season where he gets dinged up. Like he just stays in shape, shows up around Halloween, maybe a little after, and all of a sudden, yeah, he's on the. He's playing at Arrowhead at the end of January for a chance to go to this. A great idea, right? He's never won. That's true. Seems like a guy that would be like, I, I always wanted to win one. Most guys are go like to like that. Pittsburgh and play <laughs> yeah. with TJ Watt. But I just always thought, you know, it's a it's a one day contract, just a piece of paper, which is what he said. But if he did sign it and then retired after the fact, he would be on the the Texans reserve list, and then he would need to ask. <laughs> yeah, we don't want. Let's no, just, that's messy to release. Steer clear. Yeah. Let's in general, if you're JJ Watt, steer clear of the Cardinals and Texans. Yeah, give him some space. You could always come back to either organization in time. Yeah, I let this marinate of him. Him. Where's Justin Herbert from? I mean, I always think Oregon just because he played there, but I think he's from California, somewhere uh, like organization, Orange County, any, right? Eugene, Oregon. Does anyone? My neighbor is from Oregon. I'm going to tee him up on that word and just see. What, I'm going to see what he says. I say Oregon. It's a big NHL. Should I call my neighbor and see if he answers? Yeah. Do it. I love this. What's uh what's the neighbor's name? Nate. He's a really good guy. Hang on. <laughs> Don't even tell him he's on the show. Yeah. I love a cold. Call. I should I should tell him. Danny. Yo, uh Nate, I am right now uh, in the podcast studio. And um you're on right now uh, because you're from Oregon, correct? Correct. Um, a famous quarterback, Justin Herbert, as you know, he uh, he was in the doing the media earlier this week, and he said a word that 
we bumped up against, um, and we're wondering if all people from Oregon say this word this way. Can I text you the word and then have you pronounce it? Okay, here it comes. Oh my God, the suspense. All right, you're here, by the way, with Mark Sessler and Colleen Wolf. Okay, here it comes. I hope you type this correctly. Happy Juneteenth, everybody. Happy Juneteenth. Yes. Good call. All right, I just sent you the word. Organization? Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, all right. so outlier. Yeah, outlier. Justin Herbert said organization, and we didn't know if that was an Oregon thing. Like, was it territorial? Are his parents Canadian? Jeremy, Jeremy, whatever. Is there there weird Oregon stuff? We were just going over some weird Philadelphia stuff earlier in the show today. (laughs) A lot of weird Philly stuff. But you get the the, the Willamette versus the Willamette. People constantly get that one wrong. Oh, interesting. All right, uh, I owe you a beer for this. Uh, I'll see you at Slice and Pint later. (laughs) All right, later. <laughs> um, there he goes. My neighbor, Nate. So that was an outlier. Yeah. Is there any Canadian blood in her? I'm, I'm trying to find. I'm not sure. I haven't come across anything yet. All right. Uh, well, who's up? I believe I am. Yeah. Is it yeah. the last one? Yeah. And last one. Here we go. That's 2% energy. So I'm going to read this off my phone. Um, all right. <laughs> I was born about 40 minutes from your uh, Chris Wesley podcast studio here in West Covina, California. Does that seem about how long it takes it? Sure. You're out in the 10. Okay. Um, I was a first-round pick, obviously. Uh, one strange fact about me, when I was in high school, um, you had to pick an elective uh, yeah, beyond course. your core classes. Sure. My friend and I, um, we picked typing because uh, this, it had the, like, this is a quote from when someone said about why we picked it, my friend. We could basically had all the good-looking girls in it, and we were the only two guys in this typing class. He bowed out. I took typing 2, like 2.0 or the next level There's of a typing. second level of well, typing? Well, he stuck with it. He was the only guy in the class. I was the only guy in the class. Um, but then my competitive nature took over what because I was this? raised in a... Yeah. Well, no, this is high school. High school. school. Oh, high school. I was raised in a... High um, school university. <laughs> I was raised as an adult, basically, from age six or seven on, to be extremely competitive. And so in this typing class, I didn't care who was in the class, I started to take it very seriously, and I wound up winning um, the state typing title uh, <laughs> by typing 90, more than 90 words a minute without a mistake. I mean, absolutely. That's remarkable. Yes. Without so, a mistake. Wow. From an early time, um, you knew that, that, that I was competitive. Um, and that means he's probably, you have to have a level of, I think, um, intellectual brain power and hand-eye coordination. Uh, yeah, I think level, that's exactly yeah. what I was feeling when yeah. I was winning that title. Um, so my pro career got off to a rocky start in my third season. Um, and I, the team I came to was literally worse than the college team I left. It was, and for a number of years, but by the third season, um, we started to sing, but I got injured and the backup came in and won the final five games of the season, propelled us to the playoffs. And my coach, who was a very fiery, uh, very fiery individual with a lot of opinions and also was essentially our general manager, um, replaced me in the playoff. He didn't have, he put the backup in the playoff game and they won. And so it was a huge pivotal win for a franchise in search of itself. And the next week, um, we got our doors blown off in one of, the, one of the biggest wipeouts our franchise has ever experienced in a playoff game. And then the coach stuck me back in there in that game for me to be on the losing side of it at the end. So I basically almost wanted a trade. This coach also, when I was drafted, drafted 
another player at my position, also in the first round, technically. It was in the supplemental draft. And so the first season plus, I kept going back and forth being told, I'm not even sure I'm the starter of this team. Finally, they traded that guy, and I became the dug-in starter. And uh, I went on to have a celebrated career. And I would let you know that, like, it's... You may be thinking, this is a player from the past. I'm still in your world all the time. Um, my coach, that fiery coach, is in television. My star wide receiver was in television. My, st- my fullback was in television. Um, my star running back tried television but kind of flamed out. I did not. I'm there with you every single week. Um, I would ge- I'd say that I'm widely considered to be manly, good-looking, and if you, if you knew the position I played, you'd be like, that's what that, that's what that position should look like. That's, that, I, they always said that, and so I'm in the Hall of Fame. Um, I spend football Sundays and Mondays with my best friend <laughs> so Joe. Um, I had a ranch next to Pat Summerall. I believe I still do. I'm not sure before Pat Summerall passed okay. away. Okay. That's all I'm going to tell you for now. I can provide more facts, but I mean, it, I, I I was completely in the dark. What do you, what do you got, Colleen? No, I I don't. I, I'm I'm meandering oh. through this maze right now. Yeah. I, well, you mentioned I hang out with my friend Joe. So is Troy Aikman. Yeah. Oh. Troy Aikman's an expert typer. Yeah. Ninety like, words per. Minute? When I went and did this like research, I was like starting to go down massive wormholes because like there's a lot of stuff <laughs> about Troy Aikman that people don't know. I'm trying to think what. Yeah. So much of that what? stuff was just like... So, Jimmy Johnson, they drafted Troy Aikman first overall in 1989. And a couple months later, Jimmy Johnson drafts Steve Walsh, his Miami quarterback, in the supplemental draft. And so the first couple of years of Aikman's, I mean, it's up and down. Like, is Steve Walsh the guy that Jimmy Johnson really wants? Then they traded Steve Walsh. And then Steve Berline was this guy that, like, t- that dug, uh, dug, basically dragged the Cowboys into the playoffs and they wouldn't start, like, Jimmy Johnson wouldn't start Aikman when they beat the Bears. And what was a very pivotal, it's like this Cowboys team starting to take shape. But after that, they lost to Detroit. The next, it's the last time Detroit won a playoff game. They blew the Dallas's absolute lights out. You, and Troy Aikman yeah, won a trade. Yeah, that's where you kind of, because it was, a lot of this happened 25 years ago, like a quarter century. Well, I know. So yeah. I was like, I just, I'm going to slowly lead you there. But it was but, cool because yeah. he is still a highly relevant figure right. for football fans. Yeah. I feel like I see more of yeah. him than anyone. So That was well done. If if you didn't mention the buck thing, I would have never put it together. Well, that was the, the like the yeah. last clue because it was just like, okay, here's who he is. Good work. Great stuff. That's So we did get them all, but we really some of them we really needed that last little. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Makes for a good game show, I think. Good seg. Good seg. Who am I? We'll be back. Maybe. Maybe not. We should have the listeners do one one time, maybe. And then have... uh, That's a lot of pressure on the listeners. You know? And then the producer will have answers. So if it's Randy, he'll know. And then we guess. Maybe next June. (laughs) Put that in the ideas file. (laughs) Colleen does it again. Colleen, you've said it all. Thank you. Where you go next? What come? What happens next? What happens next? Is Are you leaving us? Great question. Are no, you? I'm here for all of June, and then I'm going to Hawaii. Yes. In mm. July. Very. Mm. Nice. Anywhere else? Just up to San Francisco, and then a little Maui, and then I'm back here in July, ready to rock and ready for training camp. We are living vicariously through you, County. Absolutely. Um, all right. Good stuff. Everybody enjoy their weekend. Greg will be back on Monday. Until then, you know what we gotta do. Heed the call.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 